The Jonathan Cruz case was hastily investigated by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Wysocki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Jonathan. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains elements that are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Investigating cases, you want to talk to every person that might have knowledge, especially the people Brenda saw the next day or the day after. Brenda was very busy the next day. We know by her phone that she saw Matthew Kirk and she contacted Karen Petrie. I already spoke to Matthew and I went to Sherman High School to talk to Karen Petrie. Chris Hawkins, a private investigator, and I teamed up to work together on this case. Chris and I went to the high school prior to the first class and sat down with Karen. Karen described what Brenda had told her. However, there was hesitation from her. We believe she had more knowledge, which led her to a deposition. The legal definition of a deposition is a formal statement that someone who has promised to tell the truth makes so that the statement can be used in court. Karen was subpoenaed to appear for a deposition to tell the truth and what she knew about the case surrounding Jonathan's death. In this episode, you're gonna hear bits and pieces from the deposition. I'm going to take you through the highlights of the deposition for educational purposes. Think about your best friends, what you share with them, how you are with them, a sympathetic ear, a shoulder to cry on, especially with the story of your boyfriend shooting himself while you were there in the bathroom on the edge of the bed. You were at the footboard in the living room. He was standing. He was laying down. He was in the dark. You saw the gun. You didn't see the gun. All the things that would go along with that story. As a best friend, you would be there for your friend to help her through the trauma. The other voice you will hear in this episode is Tom Shaw. If you've listened to my podcast, you have heard from Tom in the past. He is a Dallas lawyer that I praise for his skill and legal abilities. I work with many attorneys when it comes to victims' families. Tom is one of the best I have ever worked with from his skill, knowledge, legal strategy, and compassion. I could tell you horror stories of the victims' families being taken advantage of in cases, but that's for another show. While listening to Tom, you will see just how perceptive Tom is while questioning Karen. Things to pay attention to, is Karen educated? Is she a wordsmith? Is she defensive? Or does she come to the deposition open and honest, wanting to tell everything she knows because that is the right thing to do? That is the legal thing to do. Statement analysis is a technique that can be used to detect concealing information, missing information, and whether the information the person has provided is true or false. Please state your name. Um, my name is Karen Petrie. Okay, Ms. Petrie, um, you understand that I represent the Cruz family. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that a yes? Yes. Do you have any college? Yes. Tell me about that. 
Um, I have a ba two bachelor's degrees from the University of North Texas, a master's degree from University of North Texas. I went to uh, an associate's degree from North Lake College, um, a master's of arts in journalism from CUNY Graduate School of Journalism, and I also did a semester at Brandeis University in Graduate School of Anthropology. And where do you work? Uh, Sherman High School. Are you a teacher? Yes. Okay, what do you teach? French. How did you <coughs> learn about the existence of this lawsuit? Brenda told me. Okay. And when did Brenda tell you? Probably right after she found out. I don't okay. remember when that was. Do you talk to Brenda often? Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. Um, how often do you talk to her? Uh, it comes and goes. I haven't spoken to her and she had a baby, I think it was two weeks ago. I congratulated her and, you know, asked her how she was and stuff. And But I haven't spoken to her since, I guess, her baby shower. When was that? Um, I'm bad with dates. A month ago, maybe? Okay. I have the, I don't know if I saw the invitation somewhere, but. Something, something like that. She was pretty pregnant then. Okay. And where were you living in early uh, 2014? Um, I was living with my parents. I so, had just moved back from the city, okay. from New York. And were you in Texas when Jonathan uh, was killed? Um, yes, I lived in Texas when he died. Okay. Okay. And did you know Jonathan? Uh, I think I met him once back uh, in the summer between semesters. They weren't dating, though. I think he was at the Kung Fu school with Pam, and Pam introduced me. Do you know people in your life that have um, a lot of drama in their lives? Sure, I'm a teacher. Okay, so some of your about students. about 110 of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you describe Brenda that way? Where she has a lot of drama in her life. Not more than anybody else. Okay. I mean, we all have drama. It's part of being human. Is she easily upset? Uh, no. Does she have a history of volatile relationships? No. Do you know who she was dating before Jonathan? I mean, like seriously dating or? Dating. I mean, we all go on dates. I'm sure she went on dates with somebody when I lived in New York that I didn't know about. I don't know of a relationship that she had before Jonathan except for, uh, what's his name? Um, Matthew Kirk? Yeah. Okay. Had yeah, but ever, I don't even remember sorry. when that was. Had you ever met Matthew Kirk? A couple of times. Okay. How long have you known Brenda? Um, I think I was about 20 when I met her. So about 11 years ago? Yeah. How did you meet her? Kung Fu. Are you still in Kung Fu? Kind not well, yes and no. Um, I mean, I'm still part of the Kung Fu family. I don't practice Kung Fu right now, but I do practice Tai Chi from time to time. Okay. And when did you stop practicing Kung Fu? Um, well, I live in Sherman, so it's impractical to drive down there. Um, and before I lived in Sherman, I lived in New York, so that was impractical. Um, 
I mean, I still practice from time to time on my own. I just don't go to classes. When was the last time you regularly attended classes? Um, maybe 2014 for a bit. Between so, moving back to New York and moving to Sherman. Okay. Give me uh, an adjective that best describes Brenda. Um, a couple of them then. If uh, you, what first comes to your head? Funny, late, kind. Do you consider Brenda one of your best friends? Mm-hmm. Your best friend? Um, I don't have a single best friend, but one of my best friends, yeah. Okay. Do you know if she thought of you as her best friend? One of her best friends? One of her best friends, yeah. No. Is she easily upset? Uh, no. Has she ever talked about um, slashing her wrists? No. Were you aware that she had cut herself? Uh, no. No. I mean, like intentionally? Yes. Uh, no. Not that I remember. I, mean, I think I would remember something like that. Did you ever talk to her about Jonathan while they were dating? Of course. Okay. Tell me what you and she discussed. Uh, I mean, a lot of it just went in one ear out, out the other because, you know, I mean, I didn't live here and it, I didn't know Jonathan. And a lot of it was just, you know, uh, like they just, she liked him. It seemed pretty serious. Did he she, friended me sorry. on Facebook, but, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Did she tell you that she wanted to move in with him? She said, I think they had talked about it or something. Um, I don't know the details, but he had, I don't, I mean, I don't know. He had moved out or it was moved, I don't know, something. I don't remember the details. You remember vaguely her discussing the possibility of moving in with him, though? Yes. Okay. And um, did she ever tell you that she was pregnant by him? By Jonathan? Yes. No, she never told me. Okay. Um, Did she ever tell you that her parents kicked her out of the house because of her relationship with Jonathan? No. Was she close to her parents? Uh, Yeah, I, I mean... I guess. Had you ever met her parents? Um, no. Do you think it's odd that she's your best friend and you've never met her parents? I've honestly never met the parents of most of my friends, so it's not out of the ordinary. Okay. She, I mean, she had invited me to her house before, but I wasn't able to go, so it's not like the opportunity wasn't there. Okay. So she lived at home with her parents? Uh, yeah. Okay. And do you know where that was? Um, Grand Prairie. And was it her mom or her dad that she lived with? Uh, I mean, her mom lives there. I I think her dad lives there. I think he was gone for a while at some point. Like, I don't know. That he had separated from the mother? I don't know, actually. It, I don't know. I mean, she never really talked a whole lot about her dad, so I don't talk about mine either. And he lives with my mom, so. Okay. I'm going to pause for a moment for a commercial break. Let's get back to Jonathan. Uh, you said you thought you'd met him. Yeah. And had you seen him more than once? I don't think so. Okay. What were your impressions of He was tall. Like, that. that's it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was, was very friendly? brief. 
he said hi when his mom prompted him to or introduced him to me. So, was this at Kung Fu? Yeah. Okay. Was he shy? Uh, I can't say either way. I I don't feel like I was around him enough to know. Okay. And how many times were you in class with Jonathan in Kung Fu? The only time I ever remember even seeing Jonathan was once. If he was there another time, it's gone from my memory. Were you able to form an opinion of him based upon what you saw at Kung Fu? No. Okay. And um, you didn't see him outside of Kung Fu, did you? No. But you talked to Brenda about him? Well, she talked to me about him, yeah. And did she talk to you about any of Jonathan's other girlfriends? Um, she said that there was, um, I think a girl she had asked him to not be alone with. Uh, and that was kind of bothering her that he was dating her, but still, um, going out alone with this other girl or something. And I think they argued about it. But okay. That's all I remember. That's all you remember? Yeah. Okay. When did she tell you about that? Let's see. I think I saw her once in the fall of 2013. Um, we went to dinner. So she may have told me then or she may have texted me about it. I, I don't remember. Do you know when uh, Jonathan died? Um, well, was it February 2nd? Yes. That's that's what it said on my papers, so. What what year, do you know? Uh, that Jonathan died? Yes. And it's been two years. How did you learn about Jonathan's death? Um, Brenda's sister sent me a message asking, asking for, see for Henry's uh, phone number. When was that? I guess a day or the next day. Did you give her Henry's number? Uh, yeah. You had Henry's number? Mm-hmm. What uh, happened next in connection with uh, your knowledge of Jonathan's death? Well, I asked um, Isela if everything was okay. And she said Brenda's boyfriend, um, I, I don't remember how she phrased it, but, but that he had shot himself or been shot or something of that nature. Okay. And when, after that, did you first speak to Brenda? I, I went over there that day. Went over where? To Brenda's house. And she was living with her parents? Yes. Okay, so did you see Brenda? Mm-hmm, yes. She said yes. And did you ask her what happened? Uh, yes. Okay, and what did she tell you? I only have bits and pieces because she was speaking very quietly and she was kind of in shock. And occasionally she lapsed into Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. But um, they were, I think, at his apartment. Um, she had, they had been arguing and she had, I think she went over there to take him something or... I don't know, and they argued again. But then they talked, and they made up, and they went to bed. So they went to bed, they were in bed 
somebody woke up again. Um, and then he had a gun, and I don't remember where the gun came from, um, or if she, I don't know if she told me. Um, but he had a gun and he told her something about, uh, like, cover your ears, I love you, or cover your ears. And I don't know, then there was a shot. And what, please? Then there was a shot. Okay, where was Brenda when the shot occurred? Do you, In the room you, with him. Where? Did she say? I, she did, I don't remember. Okay. And do you know what, did she say what caused him to um, take the gun out? Um, not specifically, just... Tell me generally. They had been arguing. I thought they made up. He, they had been arguing. They made up. Um, and then they started arguing again. And he was, I don't know, trying to prove to her how much he loved her or something. And what were they arguing about? I don't remember if she told me. If you she didn't ask? I mean, my friend was in shock and having the worst day of her life. I, I didn't press her for details. Okay, but later you talk. did, right? I think, but... I mean, I don't remember what she told me well enough to say that I remember what she told me. Okay, give me give me what you remember. Well, I mean, I assumed that they were fighting about the girl, but I don't know if she told me that they were fighting or the girl, or that's just an assumption that I made based on what she told me earlier. You, you didn't want to know why her boyfriend would kill himself over fighting over a, another girl? Did that enter your mind? Why he would kill himself after arguing about some other girl? Um, well, I, I, honestly, I didn't think he killed himself on purpose. I think he, maybe the, I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I'm interested in what you discussed with Brenda, though. Did you ask her why on earth he would kill himself in that situation? I didn't ask her that in those words, no. What did, what did you ask her? I don't remember specifically what I asked her. Uh, Tell me generally. Generally what I asked her? Yes. I don't know how to answer that. Did you, do you recognize the lady there at the end of the table? Mm -hmm. Is it a yes? Yes, yes. Who is she? I don't know her name, um, but she came to school and asked me questions. She didn't tell me where she was from, but she has a weird last name. I remember that part. Does Sheila sound familiar? Sheila, yes. Another one was Chris, right? Yeah. Okay. And did you tell Sheila, did you have a better recollection of what um, was discussed with Brenda, when you spoke with Sheila? Well, I wasn't under oath when I was speaking to her. So you were and lying so I to was, her? No. I was telling her things that I assumed or that I thought I knew, but I don't feel comfortable saying. I asked Brenda specifically why her boyfriend would kill himself over 
an argument over another girl because I never actually asked her that. Okay. And um, did you tell Sheila during that meeting that it was actually over uh, uh, Jonathan being alone with a girl named Emily that same day? Oh, that, yeah. That sounds... I mean, I guess it was that same day. Okay. I don't remember when... I think it was over Emily, okay. maybe. Okay. But I don't... I never knew the girl's name. I saw or heard the name Emily. Or did I even hear the name? Oh, and Brenda showed me her lawsuit, and she wanted to know what um, what she was supposed to do. So that's, I think that's where I found out the name Emily. And did you read the lawsuit? Uh, just the part of it, like the front of it. And I told her she needed to get a lawyer. This week's My Favorite Thing is a true crime podcast called Criminology. Check it out. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphin. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. We dive into a variety of cases in both the U.S. and abroad. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of, like the Pocatello babysitter murders or the canal murders. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime, like the Tylenol murders and the Lindbergh kidnapping. We also dive into cases that are currently breaking thanks to DNA and forensic genealogy. Sometimes you'll hear from people connected to the cases, like the interview we did with the brother-in-law of the Golden State Killer, Joseph D'Angelo. There are close to 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now, including full seasons covering the Zodiac Killer, the Golden State Killer, and Ted Bundy, and new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Have you ever known uh, Brenda to act possessive or jealous? No. Did you think that she was acting possessive or jealous when she was concerned about uh, Jonathan and this other girl? Um, no. You didn't? No, I mean, I, I didn't know Jonathan, so I didn't know his side of it. I didn't know what kind of person he was. I mean, if she was upset that he was spending time with another girl, then that's kind of the definition of jealousy. But, um, I mean, I, I didn't know anything. Okay. Isn't it true that Brenda told you that she and Jonathan were fighting about Jonathan being alone earlier in the day with Emily? I guess, yeah. Okay. And who, who have you discussed this deposition with? I asked a couple of my lawyer friends. Um, I thought you said you didn't know any lawyers in Texas. I don't in Texas. Okay. But I do in New York. Okay. And what did they say? Um, I asked them, like, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with this subpoena? How do I get this information? Um, one of them is a law professor, and she told me she didn't really know without seeing the subpoena. Um, the other one said he wasn't sure, uh, perhaps... I should contact Brenda's lawyer and ask her. Not me? No. Okay. So reason why you didn't want to contact me and ask me? Um, well, I mean, it's a civil suit, so I don't really 
understand law very well, um, but you feel I more don't aligned know. with her side, right? Well, yeah. Okay. So because you feel more <laughs> aligned to Brenda's side, you wanted to talk to Brenda's lawyer rather than me. True. Yeah. Did she ever tell you that uh, Matt gave her an STD? Uh, no. Did she ever tell you that Jonathan gave her an STD? No. Do you know what an STD is? Yes. Okay. Um, did Brenda work? Uh, when? Anytime you knew her? Yes. Okay. Did she work at the time of uh, Jonathan's death? Um, I don't remember. What was the last job you knew she had? She was doing a school to become a licensed massage therapist and interning. And then she was teaching. And then between those two, she was, I think she was like, um, she was working in a school. But she wasn't a teacher, but I don't remember exactly what her title was. Did like she, an aide, maybe? Sorry. Could be. Was she uh, a college graduate? Yes. Where did she graduate from? UTA. And what was she teaching? She was teaching Spanish. Where? I want to say Duncanville or Grand Prairie, but I don't remember. I, I think it was middle school. How old is Brenda, Brenda Lazaro? Uh, she's younger than me. Um, I ask her this every year. Uh, I, th I think she's like 28 or 29, maybe. Okay. 27. Did she ever tell you that she had witnessed uh, her uncle being murdered? Her uncle? No. Did she ever tell you that she'd witnessed a murder before? Yes. What did she tell you about that? Um, she was in uh, Mexico, and I guess she had befriended a, a woman that, or a girl that she was a little bit older than her, um, and she thought she'd kind of dress kind of cool, and, you know, she, she's an older girl that talked to her, so she uh, would see her after school sometimes or, you know, just say hi to her or something. But at some point, I think the girl got picked up in a car and Brenda happened to be with her. And the girl was actually, um, I think, a, a prostitute, but not like a, a willing prostitute. Um, it was probably involved with a cartel or something. Um, and they uh, they took her to some building, um, and I think they, like, raped her and beat her and then killed her. And Brenda witnessed this? Yes. Did you believe that? Yes. How did, how is it that Brenda survived if she witnessed this murder? Um, they put her in the car, and they took the other girl or woman, I don't know how old she was, body, and dumped it somewhere, and one of the guys opened the door and told her to get out and run before he changed his mind. I think, I don't remember how old she was, but she was a child. When was the uh, last time you had a discussion with Brenda about this lawsuit? She asked me if I had gotten papers 
like probably a month ago, maybe. Um, she said that her lawyer had said that um, you wanted me and I think Sifu Henry and some somebody else to go for a deposition, and I asked her when and where or you know what, and she said I don't know. I'll see. I'll find out. So I mean, I didn't know if that was like a at at that time I didn't know if it what a deposition was. <laughs> so. And did she get back with you as to when the deposition was? Um, she said something about August 28th. Um, but she said, I, I think they do like a court order or something. Because, like, I mean, I have no idea who you were or where you were. So, um, okay. yeah. And did you discuss what questions I might ask you? No, I haven't spoken to her since I got the papers, except to tell her congratulations. On the paper? Yeah. And before you were served with the subpoena, did you ever discuss with her what you remembered? Um, I think so. Tell me about that. Um, but it's been a while. Uh, That's okay. Like, I, I mean, I didn't ask her, like, to re what happened but I asked I said so you're like I think I asked her at one point what kind of gun it was but I don't remember what she said um, that was bef like I think before the a couple of years ago um, but I asked her uh, I don't remember when it was um, like I said like so like you guys had been fighting or something, right? And you'd gone to, to bed or something? And she said, yeah. And then I said, didn't he ask you like to cover your ears or something? And she said, yeah, like stuff like that. Okay, so you were confirming what she told you? Like, I guess, yeah. I mean, is that what you were doing? Y yeah, I mean, just for my own knowledge, though. Okay. Was... And did she tell you where exactly she was? when Jonathan shot himself? Just, I, I think she was in the room with him. I mean, I, Standing, I know she was in the room sitting, with him. sitting, laying down, what'd she say? I think she was sitting. Where? On the bed, maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if she told me that or if I've just made a little movie in my mind and filled in the spaces. So, I mean. Okay, well, I'm, I'd, I'd like to know, if I could, mm -hmm. what she told you about that evening. She said that they had been fighting. Okay. She went to his house to take some stuff. What stuff? His stuff, I think. I, I don't know. Return it? I think so. So she was breaking up with him? No. But she just had something that was his. Okay. That's the impression that I got. Okay. Um, clothes, maybe? Okay. Um, and she, they, they had kind of resolved the issue and they were talking about, um, getting married in the future, having kids together one day, that kind of thing. Um, and then they went to bed, started fighting again, um, 
I think at some point, one of them woke up to go to the bathroom or something and they started arguing again. And then he had a gun and he said, cover your ears, cover your ears. And then he was dead. I'm going to pause for a moment for a commercial break. Do you have a gun yourself? No. And do you have any training with a gun? I fired a twenty-two once. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. And, but you were where she knew her way around guns, true? I don't know anything about Brenda and guns. You don't? No. She never told you that she'd been trained to uh, use a, a pistol or a, a firearm? Um, no. Okay. So that's not something you know about? No. And your first contact with Brenda after the shooting was when Brenda came over to your place or you went over to her place? I went over to her place. And how long were you with her then? Um, maybe an hour. And was there anyone else in the room? No, not in the room. Okay. So it was just you and her for an hour? Yeah. And did you ever consider that she may have shot Jonathan? It never entered my mind. Okay. That's because you're her best friend, right? Well, I mean, it, that too, but I'm one of her best friends, but she's not outwardly violent. I mean, when she deals with confrontation, she just kind of shuts down and goes inward. She doesn't, she's, she's not good at being aggressive. You know, even, I mean, we've never even argued. Did she ever tell you about a strained relationship with her mother? No. Did she ever tell you about a strained relationship with her father? I think her relationship with her father was a little bit strained. How so? Tell me about that. I mean, at one point, um, this has been years ago, but I, I don't think he was living with him at the time. And there was some kind of issue. I don't know what the issue was, but he had had left, I think. Okay. And did she ever tell you how it was her family came here from Mexico when she was there? uh, No. When she was younger? No. Okay. Do you know of any instances where she threatened to harm someone else? No. Are you aware of whether or not Brenda had ever gone to a psychiatrist, psychologist, or counselor? Um, I I think she did go to a counselor. When did she do that? I tried. I think a couple people tried to get her to go after Jonathan's death. I don't know if she ever did. And then um, a few years before, I think she had been for a while. She'd been seeing a counselor for a while. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? I think part of it was just some of the stuff like happened to her in Mexico um, that, you know, I mean, it's a lot to deal with. So just to, you know. Is that what she told you? That's why she was seeing a counselor? I think that's what she told me. But, I mean, again, it's been a while, so it might have just been that I assumed, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did Brenda ever tell you that Jonathan had discussed with Brenda that he was going to end the relationship? No. She never told you then? No. 
How long had Jonathan and and uh, Brenda been dating when uh, Jonathan was killed? I don't know. Um, I, th- I, th- I lived in New York when they started dating. So, I mean, I know that much. A couple of months? I guess. So that's not right. Two or three months? I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. It's had probably been, I mean, months plural. I, I think she was dating him around November, maybe. I, I don't know. So November, December, January? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know if that's when she started dating him, though. Have the police ever contacted you concerning Jonathan's death? No. Did Brenda tell you that she was interviewed by the Capel police? Uh, she told me she was interviewed by police. What'd she tell you about that? Um, they asked her a bunch of questions, and um, then she she told me that they had called her back to ask her more questions. I think that was in, I was about to get on a plane, so that was in um, the summer of 2014 that they had questioned her again. Did she tell you why they were questioning her? I mean, about Jonathan's death. She was in close proximity to him when he died. So, I mean, it made sense. So they were questioning her with the possibility that she had killed Jonathan, true? I guess. Okay. And that's what Brenda told you, correct? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Did she assure you at that time that she didn't kill Jonathan? I, I didn't ask her to assure me. I never thought she did kill Jonathan. Okay, but she told you that the police were communicating with her because they were concerned she might have killed Jonathan. So that didn't cause you to question whether or not she might have killed Jonathan? No. Because you trust Brenda implicitly, correct? I I didn't have any reason not to trust Brenda. Except for there's a dead person. And there's the police investigating. Well, I figured if the police had found something implicating Brenda, she would have been arrested. In every case, there is someone in the community who holds information that may be significant in solving a case. Relationships change over time, and many cold cases are solved when a former witness, friend, or relative is located who is tired of hiding information and shares that information with investigators. If you have any information about this case, please contact our voicemail comment line at 888-599-0008. You can leave an anonymous tip, or you can leave your contact information. We will call you back and speak with you directly. You can also email information to Sheila at SheilaWysocki.com. Without warning, executive director, executive producer, and host Sheila Wysocki. Announcer, Tim Evans. 